Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In. It is the end of the year, it is the end of 2020, um, and we are getting together for an end-of-year party. Uh, I am Jay, I'm your party host, so grab your bob and your beer or your brew, half a sugar and almond milk, just the way you like it, and strap in while we talk about stuff that we've seen for a change. Mm-hmm. Um I am joined, as always, by the incredible, the invincible, the infamous futurist, our Tony Stark. How are you doing, T? Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. I am doing so well. I'm so happy to be here. Enjoyed listening to the show last week, uh, and I'm glad to be back amongst you. We are very glad you're back as well. Um, And uh, also back is our flexible friend, uh, our Mr. Fantastic, the pyjama prince that was promised. How are you doing, B? Nanu, nanu. (laughs) (laughs) it's for our listeners from orc excellent well that's a relevant uh ball isn't it um (laughs) i like to keep you on your toes right there (laughs) but for uh those people who do feel like orc that this podcast is out of this world uh, we thank you very much for rating, reviews, subscribing and sharing and uh, joining our listeners from Hemel Hempstead to Dublin to Oregon and beyond. <sighs> um, and, uh, <laughs> That's 2020 summed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, at Geeking and Pod is where you go for your conversation with us on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and we'll also take you to the Linktree link that will take you to our Teespring shop, uh, which sells mugs, T-shirts and masks. And all of those are uh, still available. So you can buy very quickly for that person in your life who you forgot to get a Christmas present for. Mm-hmm. And Speaking of Christmas, on Royal Mail, it's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's all to do with the pandemic. It's not a problem at all. Um, did anyone get anything good for Christmas? I, I I did. I got lots of geeky stuff. So I've got this fantastic um, uh, Mandalorian Monopoly set. Very cool. Which I haven't played yet, but I'm looking forward to having a who are the go pieces? That. Who are the um, the characters? Uh, well, quite a few. So I've got. Um, uh, I'm looking at it now actually um, the child, obviously Mando. Great. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. Himself. Uh, oh, is that a spoiler? <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite a few. Um, Sheriff. I think, uh, yes, I think uh, Grief Karga's there, isn't he? Yeah, he uh, is. Yeah. Cara um, uh, Doom's on there as well, I think. Yeah. IG 11. Nice. That's right. Uh, yeah, that looks that looks um, quite a good game. I got um, some Funko Pops. Um, so you know, there's a little theme about Batman and Robin. <laughs> so I got Batman and Robin Funko Pops. Uh, I also got sent Batman and Robin through the post, which you know was delivered to a neighbour, but uh, they kindly delivered it <laughs> to me. They didn't want it. <laughs> Oh gee, thanks. Uh, no, they're <laughs> wicked. They are. It's currently they're both on my uh, PS4. Um, 
Authentic nineteen ninety seven figures from back at, from back then. <laughs> well, there you go. See the vintage. <laughs> um, I got a signed apology from George Clooney for being in Batman and Robin. Is is that? <laughs> no, that's that's completely. Inaccurate. I think he's just sending those out to everyone though. So. <laughs> And I've got this really lovely um, canvas print, uh, Star Wars print as well. So uh, that's going to be going up somewhere. I haven't quite decided where, but it'll be somewhere prominent. Very nice, very nice. Hmm. I, I thought I unwrapped probably the most thoughtful gift I've ever received amidst all the Paw Patrol and Princess Elena and this and that. There was a tiny little box, and inside of it, two packets of paracetamol. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at my wife and said, "You get me." <laughs> oh. yeah. Anything exciting? Um, not really. I mean, I got um, so my family also got Monopoly. Um, however, this is Monopoly Junior, um, so not quite to the same uh, level as um, Mando Monopoly. Um, I, I do wonder with Mando Monopoly, does it like, you know, when you, when you have to go past go, does it say you have to pa- go past go because this is the way? <laughs> this way, yes. <laughs> but no, it was know. a nice Christmas. It was, it was a nice Christmas and, um, uh, enjoy watching all of the, the, the stuff and uh, the films and, um, I've just watched uh, Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, which was on BBC One over the Christmas break um, with my son again, because he's now found Spider-Man Homecoming. So that's one we've watched a few times now. Uh, Wonder Woman was on tonight. Um, and Wonder Woman 1984 was released on uh, in, in cinemas in America and UK, as well as on HBO Max. And we will talk about that later on. Uh, with people getting plenty of warning. So as much as we're going to be spoiler-free, you can be even more spoiler-free by turning this podcast off when we get there, if you so wish. But before that, I thought we'd talk a little bit about um, some of our favourite things of 2020. Now, most people at this time of year will do some sort of best of worst of list. Um, And that's fine. But there's plenty that we know is worst off for 2020. So we decided that what we would do is uh, put a little bit of positivity into it. Um, we would light a candle rather than curse the dark. And we would talk only about the things that we loved in 2020. Um, so we're not going to do a worst of list. We are going to just do the best of list. One huge year in review recommendations list, if you will. Um, we've had a chat. and We've broken it down to... Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, comics, cinema, and just a miscellaneous category of anything else we can think of. So let us begin. We haven't checked our lists yet, so this could be the next half hour of just us agreeing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and let's start with like one which I'm... The last however many episodes we've done. <laughs> well, let's start with one with I think that we are going to probably agree. What is our favourite Disney Plus thing? of 2020 no, not just no. disney plus because disney plus came out in in april 2020 um but uh yes um so so t that was a, a mando from you was it mando mando 
Um, I went with Muppet. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> as much as the reboot of Rocketeer is quite good. Um, the Star Wars Christmas, uh, was it the Christmas special again? The Lego Star Wars holiday That's special, yep. No, it's got to be Mando for me as well. Uh, Honourable mention to the gallery, Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, because because uh, I have gone on about how much I love that. Um, but yeah, Mandalorian. I mean, just incredible. God, so good. It feels like we actually got a Star Wars Christmas this year. I was shouting, <laughs> yeah. I was shouting at the screen. Oh, God. And it was just... In fact, even just taking away that that finale... The whole thing, just getting getting such consistently good Star Wars for you know eight weeks back to back, it was just something else. I'll, I'll be honest, I can't remember anything that happened in the final episode except for the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who cares? The last ten minutes made the whole scene. Well, obviously it didn't because there was so much more, and we talked about it on you know the last episode. Of the available in our archives I, I mean i thought the whole last episode was brilliant so i know you were saying about not remembering but that whole bit about you know and they've done this over the last few episodes of humanizing the empire or trying to at least mm. you know him talking about all of the people he lost because you know millions died when when mm. the terrorists blew up the death star um you know it, it was I, I thought it was brilliant all the way through um and yeah it's it's um uh, b you shared a reaction video on our on our whatsapp group yeah um which uh was various um streamers reacting to that last episode and it was just that 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 build of you know they're all in the room and it's there and then you've you got the one ship coming in and it's like <gasps> and then you see the cloak and you're like <gasps> And lightsaber, but it's black and white, and like, <gasps> and then it goes in, and you see the color, and it's like, ah, and just builds and builds and builds throughout. Um, and it just amazed me watching back how absolutely beautifully choreographed it was, mm-hmm. because watching mm-hmm. them re- made me realize that that was my reaction at every single one of those beats yeah. as well. Yeah. And they played me beautifully, and I love them for it. You know the way we screamed because in the, the cinema during uh, Endgame. I feel yes. like we were, if we were together watching this, it'd be exactly the same thing. Yeah, oh, I agree. Absolutely, uh, just agree. just absolutely brilliant. Now, I mean, you both had only watched Mandalorian when it came onto Disney Plus. Yes, uh, over here. So actually, this year you've got to see the full Mando experience. Is season two better than season one? Absolutely. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a little bit hard to separate. If you'd asked me uh, after season one, I think I've said it on the show. You know, I, I didn't want season two just to be about going back into the Star Wars universe, getting able to play with the bigger toys. Yeah. But they've done it. They've done it so beautifully, and especially when a show does an episode to try and launch another show. You just think, for fuck's sake, you know, you're you're diluting the show itself. They didn't. They didn't dilute anything. Um, where uh, Robert Rodriguez talked about uh, his Boba Fett episode, he said, "I made mm. this to feel like you'll never see Boba Fett again. This will be his only other appearance you're going to get. So the whole legend of Boba Fett, I'm going to squeeze into this episode." 
And I thought that was like summed up with the uh, the rockets from his knees, from his knee pads. Yep. You know, um, so even stuff like that, even stuff like bringing in the outside characters, stuff that I don't like because I like my sea level heroes, you know, they did it so beautifully. It was just such a brilliant expansion of, of season one. Uh, I think I will probably treasure season one. So I, I rewatched season one ahead of season two. And I think I'll probably treasure that a little bit more just because it was so out of nowhere. You know, it washed away the taste of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you know, it just really brought me back to this kind of deep love. Because prior to that, we had Rise and we had uh, Solo. So we had some real awful Star Wars leading up to that point. Um, and then it just kind of washed that all away and brought this kind of love back. And having like finished season two, I'm now there going, right, I've never watched these before, but Clone Wars is on the on the list next. Okay, I'm going to watch Rebels again after that. You know, I just want more. I mean, yeah, my, my big fear was if you're now going to get into Star Wars lore, then do you get bogged down with star wars mm-hmm. law so um you know i i had said um i don't need lightsabers yeah. I, I don't need lightsabers um and i was i was 100 percent of that opinion until ahsoka tano set off her lightsabers wasn't it um and you know boba fett uh, boba fett i don't think we need boba fett until Boba Fett yep. came yep. out and just mm-hmm. killed it. Um, so yeah, all in all, just over and over and over, um, I, I I was stunned with how they they managed to have a reverence, but also not get weighed down by these huge yep. things and these huge characters. Um, and I was really nervous after that first episode because I thought Cobb Vanth was interesting enough and the Crate Dragon was great and the Tuscan Raiders were great and, you know, you got to see bits and bobs and blah, blah, blah and all the rest of it and that was fantastic. Um, but, you know, he, he took the Boba Fett armor and you saw who you expected to be Boba Fett and you're kind of worried at that point that that's now the big thing through all of it. And the fact that it wasn't, um, and the fact that it landed so well on it, mm. um, yeah, I was, I was super impressed. The best things the prequels ever did, I think, is show what the Jedi could do at their peak, right? So this is like the super-duper fighting stuff that you never really got to see um, in your original trilogy, because, you know, Darth Vader was all fucked up with his armor, and then Luke was still kind of learning the ropes, and he kind of, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you got to see, right, this is peak Jedi. Here's what they can do. And we never got to actually see Boba Fett do anything particularly cool until Mando. We never got to see Darth Vader in costume do anything cool until Rogue One. Um, and Luke at full power. That thing of, you know, one uh, one of those robo-troopers basically destroying Mando and Luke just strolling through. Yeah. Good Lord. That just showed you the difference between a civilian in this world and a Jedi. And it just, it, it, it explains why, how you could have someone like Han Solo not believe in the Force and the Jedi. I mean, it's insane because you lived in that time. But actually, if you're a civilian, 
these things are just mythological. They're just so far yeah. beyond your world. You'll write them off. You know, Han Solo is basically an anti-vaxxer, a moon landing denier, that kind of, because, you know, it's just so farcical <laughs> to him. Hey, if it didn't happen in the weekends that he was there for, it didn't happen. <laughs> Hang on, the moon landings didn't happen. It's conspiracy. <laughs> uh, Buzz Aldrin would like a word. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> no, I think Mando. Mando season two for me was better than season one. I think the references to everything I wanted to see here, and it was done so beautifully. As Jay said, it was. It was. It wasn't over the top. It was done absolutely perfectly and how on earth they managed to keep the last 10 minutes a secret i just don't know i mean obviously i i waited eight weeks to watch this in one hit and it just blew me away it really did absolutely it was just ridiculous just ridiculous um, so a lot of love for Mando, a lot of love for Disney Plus. Um, uh, be interesting to see how that goes on. We are we are weeks away from One Division uh, as our next hit. Um, so let us see how that kind of plays through. Will One Division be our pick for Disney Plus brilliance in uh, next year? We will find out. Um, let's change it up and go for. Amazon Prime. Um, B, let's start with you this time. What caught your attention on Amazon Prime? Uh, thank you for letting me state the obvious. Uh, the boys. The boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was superb. Absolutely brilliant. Um, again, I thought it was better than season one. Um it it was it was brutal um and you know it was it was strangely unpredictable um i didn't think half the stuff that happened was actually going to happen and it's good to see that you know um people can still do that in this day and age and be you know not predictable I, yeah yeah it was it was um one that kept you kind of going all the time. And um, I don't know if you watched any of the, the, the behind the scenes kind of talking show that they mm. did. Yeah. Um, but that went out of its way to be as shocking and unpredictable mm. as the actual series, which was um, something quite uh, special. See, which did, what did you think? Yeah, I'm going with the voice too. I mean, it, it was a bit of a strange one when I watched it because I was kind of, in the the peak of my long COVID, where I literally could not remember last week's episode every week, so we had to look, we'd start it, have to pause. My wife was going to catch me up on everything that happened the previous week, and then we carry on watching. And it was just amazing. Uh, I'm, a, you know, I read the comics ages ago, and it's gone in a in a wonderfully different way from the comics. In some ways, you know, it's avoided all the kind of needless shocking stuff, but it's added a lot of way more shocking things. But in a way, with stuff that served the story a lot better. Um, yeah, it's definitely one I want to keep watching, and I do think they 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 up the stakes this year. Uh, they made it better. Are you both crawl, 
calling out for a love sausage <laughs> solo show. <laughs> In the same way Mando has spun off the Book of Fets and the New Republic Rangers thing. Are you looking for the love sausage half hour? So I, I have a, a, a friend at work who um, didn't watch uh, The Boys until I, I kind of prompted him. Um, and I said, you know, watch out for this one scene. You'll know which scene. And sure enough, <laughs> I had a text. Uh, <laughs> he was pretty grossed out. <laughs> Brilliant. Because he didn't know you were in the boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you were an OnlyFans account member, then uh, <laughs> you would. <laughs> It, I mean, it just went out of his way to be stunningly shocking. Um, and, you know, the, the, the stuff with Stormfront was brilliant. The stuff mm. with um, Homelander was incredible. Um, uh, how Billy Butcher's still alive, no one really knows. Um, yeah, just, just over and over and over, out and out and out, just stunning. Mm. It was also brilliantly acted, you know. Um, it was written well, um, as T was saying, um, but it was it was beautifully acted as well. Um, you know, they they really acted up to their characters. Um, now I went a different way, um, <gasps> not because I didn't love the boys, but because I just wanted to give something different. So on a few of these, I've kind of gone for something slightly different in the hope just to be slightly different. Um, and I went for one of the things that I recommended uh, fairly early on in the year. In fact, uh, 21st of April, I recommended it. Um, I recommend, I, I, I went with Swamp Thing. Um, I loved the darkness of it. I loved the horror of it. I loved the, um, the, just the, the level of investment they put into this, the huge, huge sets that they built for this. Um, you know, they obviously had, quite this strong story to tell um hugely based on kind of the alan moore kind of run um uh, i really enjoyed watching swamp thing come to life um in this way um and uh still very hope very hopeful um that it going on to the cw because of nothing new getting made might give it a, a kind of a, a second uh Life, second jump at life on this um uh you know they've set up so many characters for the next series if they, if it comes back from the dead um but yeah you know boys is brilliant boys would be my first pick but swamp thing is something that i thought was uh was uh very very good as well and magicians is the other one i'd give an honorable mention to um have either of you watched the magicians my, my wife has been binging it it's basically no. constantly on in my house I don't know how many seasons it could possibly be because it seems to have been running for like five, I think five presumably long episodes and long seasons because it's like never not on it seems. But uh, have you not have you not fallen into this? No, I think I missed the start and then sort of you know I catch little bits, I catch glances and I'm like, oh, who's this person? Who's that? And I can get that annoyed look of like, just go fucking watch it. Stop asking me questions in the middle of a show. <laughs> it's it's worth watching. It's it's. Um quite fucked up it's it's quite bizarre um 
very kind of wibbly wobbly timey wimey fantasy and magic kind of stuff. That's your area um, of isn't it? And it is beautiful, beautiful people. That, that Just absolutely it, yes. beautiful, beautiful people. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, everyone's very fluid. Everyone's beautiful. It's it's yeah, just a very interesting thing to watch. Um. Uh, but yeah, so that would be my other kind of recommendation from it. Um. Shall we finish off our streaming services and to talk about Netflix? Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, T, what would you like to? Pick as your so, highlight from Netflix. From no surprises, year. given that it's me, uh, I'm going to say Discovery season three. Ups and downs. It's not been the greatest of of Discovery season. Uh, I think it started incredibly strong. The first couple of episodes mm. were just yep. something else entirely. Um, and I love watching Michelle Yeoh just ham up that character. You know, she's clearly having <laughs> so much fun <laughs> being the evil Giorgio. <laughs> and you just can't help but laugh watching. Um, you know, it, I think it's sort of, it's levelled off a little bit, but I was relieved to realise, you know, if this isn't the end of the season, I'll pick back up again. It's made some, you know, big mistakes. So, but I've loved having uh, Star Trek on telly. I think the decision they made to sort of jump really far into the future and just you know, have a whole new arena to play in where you can see new technologies and new th- threats and it doesn't all have to keep trying to fit in time-wise to free them up for a lot of storytelling. Um, and it's freed them up to do stuff that uh, TNG used to do a bit of, but the original series would do a lot of, which is just weird, wacky things. You know, suddenly it's the the Guardian of Forever. Suddenly we've met, um, you know, the, the Greek gods on a planet, that kind of stuff. Uh, which Star Trek moved away from as you move forward to kind of mm-hmm. uh, that world building, you know, DS9, Voyager, all that stuff of, you know, there is a set universe and you've got to fit within this universe. Um, you know, this feels like you could have their version of Q, not Q, but, you know, the weird, wacky thing shop again, because mm-hmm. you're so far into the future. Yeah. Um, so that's quite exciting for me. You know, Picard doesn't feel like it's going to go into any of that kind of territory. So to have a Star Trek, which is set, you know, way into the future where it's weird and wacky and fun. Um, and the characters, um, you're still getting to know the bridge crew, but the main characters that you do know are very, very watchable. Um, yeah, Star Trek Discovery is my Netflix uh, joy of 2020. I, um, because it is Christmas and everything, um, I, I forgot that, that a new episode would be mm. out. Uh, so I only watched that the other day, and um, my mm. God, what an episode! Um, just you know, amazing. I, I was I was a little bit, as I said a couple of weeks ago, the um, the alternate thing with, with you know Terra Prime mm. and whatever else um, was a bit of a weird mm. beat for me, um, but this one was back with just a vengeance, just just such a a, a great episode and. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is quite the show, um, that and Mando as my Friday double bill was, was quite breathtaking for a while. So, um, yeah, discovery has been strong and strong. B. I was really torn. Um, so, (sighs) 
Okay, so I'm going to go for uh, one of your recommendations, Jay. So I hope you haven't chosen this. It's uh, the Blood of Zeus. Um, wow! I honestly thought it was brilliant. Um, it was it, it it was everything that I would ever want in an animated uh, wow. cartoon. To be honest, it was grown up. It was. Um, full of fantasy it was full of magic um revenge uh everything it was just like an episode of eastenders no it was really good because i i i you know i i love um I love fantasy i love uh folklore um and you know it, it combined everything together um it was awesome that surprises me. I I would have bet on Witcher. Um, I, I think Witcher was twenty nineteen. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen. Um, the other one I was going to um, give an honourable mention to, and again, apologies if this is your selection, Jay. Um, perhaps I should wait until you 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 you've no, said your um, Umbrella Academy oh, is my selection. Yes, uh, number two, uh, season two of Umbrella Academy yeah. is where I went. Um, I, I, I too have honourable mentions. Netflix has um, opened up brand new worlds to me this year. Um, so uh, there's been so many things that I've I've kind of fallen into Netflix this year, like most people. Um, so you know, not specific to this show, but Tiger King feels like you know a <laughs> lifetime ago. Um, I've binged uh, Shit's Creek this year on Netflix, and that's just one of the most amazing, nicest. Everyone laughs at me because I just say it's very nice, but it's a, a just it makes you feel nice uh, as a show. Um, uh, uh, Ancient Aliens and uh, Designated Survivor were both recommended to me, um, and I've enjoyed watching them. Um, but yeah, I went with Umbrella Academy. I love the fucked up storytelling that is the umbrella academy hmm. um i think i preferred season one um but there were big chunks of this series that i really really enjoyed um i uh i was very impressed with it and i'm counting down um for for series three um yeah just incredible i thought God, Umbrella Academies feels like it was so long ago. I can barely remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It was the start of the year, wasn't it? I it think. was a weekly it was drop, the wasn't it? So it, let's have a look. It finished in July and the end of July. Uh, oh, no, sorry. No, no, it was, was it a weekly drop? July no. 1st, 2020. No. One off. Yeah, one off drop. Yeah. And when was Witcher? Uh, December 2019. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Um. And of course, you know what we did have, which no one's mentioned, was Transformers. <laughs> I thought really, was really be really. <laughs> and the the new series drops tomorrow. Mm. Are you so, looking forward uh, to that? I mean, too? you know, I'm going to watch it. All right. Hasbro releases shitty toys that they know I'm going to buy. With it. Oh. 
it's just you know, it's like being an addict, isn't it? It's like you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm grumbling about it. <laughs> um, but Jay, Ancient Aliens is a good shout as well. Uh, I did enjoy that. I um, yeah. I mean, you know, without going all conspiracy theorist, how the fuck did these things get made? Um, mm. Yeah, it's it, it's just a very trippy watch. On, and that uh, and that dude. I, I, I love his name. <laughs> I can't remember his name. It's completely unpronounceable. <laughs> I know who you mean, and anyone that's seen the episodes will, will also know who you mean, because his hairstyle is um, quite unique. Mm. Um, uh, let us talk about something that we love and weren't able to do much this year, and that's go to the cinema. Um, so we've built this in just partly because we wanted to give a little bit of love and uh, talk about the brilliance of going to the cinema in a hope that one day soon we get to do that again. Um, Fingers crossed. Slim pickings this year. So for instance, uh, I'll, I'll talk about mine. I think I only went to one film. There's only one film I can remember going to this year. Um, and I went to see the re-release of mm. the Black Panther. Um, following the the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, It's a brilliant film, and it's a brilliant film that takes up the cinema screen. You know, the the entire experience is just heightened by the, you know, it's a huge film. Wakanda never looked so good as it did on the cinema screen. Um, You just want more Michael B. Jordan on your face. I mean that's true. That is that is absolutely true, and you know, I mean, we we talk about us being influencers and you know how we say things and it comes through. There have been a couple of stories I've read over the last few days about you know Michael B. Jordan could be the new Black Panther, and uh, you know that's something we talked about a few weeks ago, and I I, I wrote my my fantasy pitch as to how. Michael B. Jordan comes back into my life. Black Panther. Into Black Panther, not my life. Black Panther. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Black Panther was, was an amazing film and was um, my soul my soul cinematic experience this year. Um, but uh, it was definitely worth it. So T, what about you? Of course, Sonic the Hedgehog, which wins. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. It was really fun. I really enjoyed that film. Um, uh, and if it wasn't for Tenant, I think Sonic the Hedgehog would be this year's Oscar winner, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, the Oscars in 2021 is going to be really um, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, I managed to get out and see Tenet, uh, uh this year. Um, and it is certainly one that I can see why Chris Nolan is so pissed about um, about Warner's deal going forward. I can see why so many directors are so pissed. Chris Nolan, in particular, you know, makes things for IMAX screens. Um, you know, you need that 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 sound system. You need it to be loud. You need it to be on a big screen. You need all of that stuff to be able to you know appreciate the spectacle uh, that is a, a a Nolan film. I loved it. I loved every minute of Tenet. It was something you had to concentrate on 
so it's not something you could have been, you know, like checking your phone in the background of. And you knew that going in as well. So you knew, all right, actually focus up. The story is going to be, be a bit complex. Having said that, you know, there was that line in there where he said, you know, don't worry about it. You could just enjoy this and feel it um, as well, if you want to. <laughs> don't, don't focus on the... Don't try and make it make something sense like or that. something. But, lies, you know, it? ultimately, it does all make sense. It did all make sense. It was just... It was so good. It, it's not my favourite Nolan film. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like, you know... I mean, it, Nolan films all have their flaws. The characters are very cold. The characters themselves aren't that particularly developed. But the story is always fascinating. And uh, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Do you know what, what doesn't help in a flawed and, and cold character. protagonist? Yeah, not giving them a yep. name. It's hard to connect with someone that, that hasn't actually moved past the original script draft of here is the protagonist. His job is to do... You're going to fill in the name later, aren't you? Nope. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. But I mean, he refers to himself as the protagonist. I mean, you've got to give yourself a, a set of balls to consider yourself the protagonist. Well, he was told from the very beginning that he was. Yeah. So, so uh, like, or was he told from the very end? One of the things I liked about um, yeah. Inception was it, and again, those were you know those characters weren't really developed; they were just given character traits. But there was this sense of they've known each other from before and there's the adventures adventures before this particular adventure and that's what their relationship is all based on uh and i guess that lets your imagination run wild a little bit and kind of fill in some of the gaps uh tenet gave you less of that to, to kind of play with so you have that with um uh with robert pattinson's character but obviously not the protagonist um so you didn't mm. get to fill you know fill that void yourself necessarily um so that's where i thought it lacked a little bit What's your pick, B? Um, well, I went to see three films this year, which, you know, those people who know me uh, will know how heartbreaking that is. That's um, a weekend. That's a slow weekend for you on some uh, weeks. Absolutely. Um, right, so I went to see Notting Hill. <laughs> Great movie. 20-year anniversary. Does it still um, stand up? I've not seen it for a while. New Mutants. Does it still stand up, Notting Hill? Sorry? Oh, absolutely. Brilliant movie. Love it. When you say stand-up, I didn't like it 20 years ago, so... Oh, what's wrong with you? It's a brilliant movie. I'm dead on the inside. I think we've already discovered oh. this. <laughs> what you need is a cup of coffee, Joe. <laughs> not yet, it's not. In January, that's cruel. At the moment, I'm fine with that. Um... Yeah, so New Mutants. I went to see that. Is that finally. on streaming services um, yet? Yes, that is that on Disney. I no, it's not. I don't. I don't believe so. <laughs> Maybe they're going to re-release it. <laughs> it's a big so screen but eventually. And I don't think they are. <laughs> and uh, Tenant. Um, and you know, I'm still hoping someone's going to explain to me. Oh yeah, we're over the conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's have a chat. Yeah. I promise back you watched it. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen it twice now, and you know, there's still elements that I still scratch my head of. It's a beautifully made movie, acting stunning. 
Um, Rob pa- Robert Pattinson, amazing. You know, he's going to make. You know, I'll hold my hands up. I really didn't think he'd make a good Batman, but based on this performance, he's going to make a superb Batman. Um, yeah, so my my pick would be out of those three, nice. uh, Notting Hill. <laughs> That's, yeah, not one I think we were expecting, but... Um... Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I suppose Notting Hill over New Mutants, I probably could have seen. <laughs> um, Don't get me wrong. It was, it was a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's just beaten out by one that's 20 years old. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it brought back so many memories. <laughs> um, let us move on to our penultimate uh, section um, and let us discuss uh, comics. So I, I struggled because I do with comics what B does with um with with streaming shows, which is I wait for them to all finish and the you know big trades to come out and then read the whole thing in one go. I thought you were going to say you do what B does with films, which is <laughs> love the ones that everyone else hates. Hello, I'm still here. Hi. <laughs> Look, people do like the movies that I like because if they didn't, no one would pay to watch them. Yeah, no, no one has paid to watch them. <laughs> that's 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 why most of them are flops and failures. No, I heard, no, no. <laughs> I heard New Mutants box office taking was the cost of one ticket. <laughs> yes, that was me. And that wasn't even B because he pays for the Cineworld Pass. <laughs> anyway, T, you were talking about comics. Any comic I read this year came out, you know, years ago. I wait for them all to get published and I want a big one. But I managed to find one, uh, and this was um, Batman Last Night on Earth, Volume 1. Actually, I think there's only one volume of it. Batman Last Night on Earth. So the comics did start coming out at the end of last year, but it finished in 2020 and the trade came out this year. Um, I have talked about it. I think I recommended it on this podcast uh, um, in the summer at some point um, and did a whole separate podcast on it as well. Um, I, yeah, so that... 15th of July, you recommended Excellent. It? Yeah. <laughs> back when, back when Umbrella Academy was still going on. Yeah, lockdown three had barely begun. He was so young. <laughs> so <innocent>. I know. <laughs> I'm liking him. Um, yeah, so that is my favourite comic of 2020. Um, and it's an epilogue of sorts to the huge um, run uh, of, of Batman uh, from, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago. Um, so it was nice. Not only is it a fun comic in on itself, it kind of casts your mind back to one of the best Batman runs of all time. Um, so it's a, it's a great sort of end, ending of, well, it's an ending of that series. Um, now, you two are, are far cooler with comics than I am. Um, and, and you read kind of the, the cool indie stuff, whereas I kind of more mainstream. I just recommended, 
um, okay. with my comic choices. <laughs> uh, yes, but you recommended like a, a Batman kind of Elseworld style book. Um, I'm recommending a straight up mm. Batman story, okay. uh, which was the Joker War. Oh, um, now, there's two reasons I'm recommending this. The first is because I thought it was a really good story, and you know the 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 idea of um, Batman's weakness is not his family that we've seen a thousand times, and it's not that he's got a uh, no superpowers or, or any of these things. Batman's weakness is his superpowers. He's rich, so if you took all his money away and turned kind of all his his influence off, then how does he do? And that's what basically the Joker War was. It was taking away Lucius Frox and his gadgets and his um, back caves and his police contacts and his legal contacts and stripping him of everything and then putting him up against. Um, I think the best parts of the story were Harley Quinn, you know, and, and you know, her reckoning with the Joker and his uh, and her ultimatum to Batman of you know how many dead bodies were on batman's hands because he refuses to kill the joker and therefore is accountable and responsible for for the joker continuing to come back and continuing to kill more and more and more um and the introduction of clown hunter um Mm. i thought was a, a really good character which will be interesting to see um the other thing i was the other reason i'm recommending joker war is because what i was going to recommend was um House of X and Powers of Ten. Um, however, when I looked that up, that came out in 2019, so I can't. Um, I can't believe it was that long ago. Um, so yeah, Joker was mine. Is that is that fully fully that is a good comic book? And that will be one. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's um, issues 95 to 100 of uh james tinian's run um and the fourth. Uh, james tinian the fourth yes sorry um <laughs> uh but yeah that's 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 all done now and um we now live in a post joke war world where the batman has no money and doesn't have access to Lucius Fox and the gadgets and has to that, be a little bit more sort of street level. Plot line in Dark Knight Rises, where he was poor for about five minutes. Yeah, whilst being stabbed by someone who wanted him dead, but didn't decide to stab him at any of the other points where he was vulnerable. And even <sighs> when she did stab him, didn't stab him to kill him. And he's poor, but could get back from a hole in the ground without a plane or anything else instantly. He was rich people. Without any worries. Well, he was, rich he, he like, was he rich, to sneak yeah. into his mansion. <laughs> Not on the streets, Paul. <laughs> he used to have a key. <laughs> he had to fly business class back instead of private. Mm. But it's okay, because he talks like this, so no one knows who he is. B, what was your comic of choice? Which, what was your comic of choice? <laughs> um, it was it was a close shout, um, but I'm going to go for a comic book which is currently still running, um, and the arc's still running, and I recommended it 
a few weeks ago. It's before it came out. That, it was the one that I wanted to recommend before it came the out. Week yes. Before it came out, yes. Yeah, because I saw it. It's Department of Truth. Um, it's such a good read, um, and you know, it's it's going to place. And you know, those people who know me, I, I love a good con- conspiracy. Um, so yeah, it's 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 all geared up towards me. I, I I really love it. It's great. If you get a chance, read issue one, and I promise you, um, you'll uh, not be disappointed. It being, um... It's an ongoing series. I hope it's going to continue for a long time. So issue one came out around the twenty seventh of October. Yeah. Um, because that's when we recommended it. Um, so, yeah, so they, they must be coming roughly to the end of their first arc, assuming it's kind of like a 30 yeah. issue arc. It's, it's going strong, and, you know, I think this is ripe for a movie. Well, some every comic ever made, made into a movie at some point, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Straight Academy. Um, I've not checked out any of those yet. Oh, they're, they're good. It's, it's um, definitely going to come to a, a a small or big screen somewhere near you. If it doesn't already through one division esque mm. world. Um, so the last category is our miscellaneous category. It's anything else we wanted to talk about, recommend, love that we hadn't covered previously. Um, yeah, has anyone got anything? Um, so this year, uh, Hasbro released a couple of Transformer toys. They released the Quintessons and the Alicons from the 1986 movie. These are toys that I cannot believe exist. The moment they were released, I was straight on WhatsApp to you guys sending you videos saying, What the fuck? How is this actually a toy? How do I actually own this? Um, it is just, you know, it's basically the toys that I have always wanted to finally, finally come to life um, <laughs> many, many, many years later. Um, so that I am very happy. And, and coming up from there is the Studio Series 86 line. So uh, as a collector of Transformer toys, I am really happy that these 36-year-old characters have finally been made into toys. They are um, incredibly cool. So, um, uh, yes, and, and and will probably be of uh, great interest after the new Transformers drops tomorrow because they seem to play a role in um, this series. B, have you got anything? Um, n- no, I, I think I've recommended everything that I wanted to push out. I think, um, yeah. Um, I'm going to finish with um, uh, something that I just thought was uh, uh, very cool, very um, well produced, and and uh, big. And that was the oh, Sandman yeah. Audible book. Um, just you know, ten hours worth of real kind of 
proper kind of storytelling and you know brilliant cast brilliant acting we raved about it before it came out we've raved about it since it came out and as it's the end of year um and we could all do with some dreams um i feel it's time to rave about it again is the is the uh tv series still a we still don't know who Sam is. It, it's still due to come out before long. So, um, yeah, they're doing a good job of keeping it all quite really impressive, quiet. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's moving ahead without leaks. And also, you know, leaking cast is not a bad thing to leak. It just gets people's imaginations going. It's a weird thing to keep quiet. Yeah, they, they just like the... Um, like the the, the yeah, unless it's the, the silence of it, I guess. Want to know? They've cast Scarlett Johansson as um, Sandman. <laughs> Morpheus. <yeah>. As Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 fascinated to see. Um, even with Netflix budgets and all the rest of it, it's it's huge. The audiobook works really well because your imagination fills in the gaps of you know, the Corinthian and, you know, the various other characters that you see um, or, or you're introduced to. Um, yeah, I, I, I went to see just quite how they make this uh, as, as big in, in the Netflix world. Um, but yeah, stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, yeah, so that is our best of 2020. Um, now, what we're going to talk about next didn't turn up on any of those lists and let's find out why so um if you do not wish to hear anything about uh wonder woman 1984 uh then we bid you a happy new year and we'll speak to you again next week um however if you are happy to listen to us talk in a spoiler free way about wonder woman 1984 uh then that will happen uh, after we have counted to five. One, two, three, four, five. Now, T has stepped away for the next brief conversation um, as T has yet to see Wonder Woman 84 um, and did not want to uh, get involved in a conversation. Um, uh, but we'll be back in just a minute. Um, B, you and I are going to try and talk about um, this film without giving any hugely spoilerific parts away. Um, overall, how did you find Wonder Woman 1984? Um, uh, firstly, uh, I think this is going to be a first. Uh, but I did not like this movie. Wow. And I will not be watching it again purely because it was shite. <laughs> now, I mean, this is one that you've been looking forward to for two years now. I know. It, 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 I'm not sure if that was the problem. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, it just failed to live up to any single expectation I had, uh, mostly make it be a good movie. And, you know, I've got low, <laughs> my standards are low, <laughs> as I'm sure you and T will agree to that. Uh, um, but I just, it, it's just, 
missed the mark so badly. Yeah, so I um, I didn't enjoy it. Um, I felt that the logic of the movie didn't hang together for me. Um, there were too many points that I thought were big jumps in, and now I'm going to change how this MacGuffin works. Mm. Um, and it didn't quite hang for me in 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 the ways it it needed to um it didn't feel as if it had the same level of joy attached to it as wonder woman had it didn't it didn't kind of conjure the same element of of wonderment i guess um mm. than the first which which is funny because the first one's set in the great war you know, mm-hmm. it's it's no man's land. It's 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 bleak in a lot of places, but it felt um, it felt strangely for a film that had been delayed two years. It felt rushed. Mm. The story yeah. felt as if it had been, you know, quickly cobbled together rather than yeah. you know something that they'd been working on or whatever else. It felt like a film that they were trying to get out quickly because of the success of. Wonder Woman, and then it's got caught in kind of development hell for a little while. So you've got kind of a, a very rushed script in a quite long awaited film. Mm. No, I, 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 I would agree with that. I think that's a pretty good description. I, I, I think some of the story line did not go far enough as to explain why some things were happening um, and you fail, well I failed to care, is that the right word? Care about the characters or understand the importance of certain things. Yeah. Um, I think I that's mean, fair. It's It's I mean, don't get me wrong, there was definitely loads of things that I thought, yes, you know, and, you know, it was throwback to, you know, earlier things. Um, And, you know, it it was done in a way which was, which was bringing it up to modern day standards. You know, it wasn't, you know, um, fairy tale stuff as some of the comic books may have you believe. Um, it was done well, but it it just didn't live up to what I thought it would be, unfortunately. No, I mean, it's... it's. Um, I, I just found it inconsistent. I just found it, you know, you kind of set the rules of, you know, Max Lord does a thing because Max Lord does a thing. And then that kind of changes and there's no reason why. And it's very inconsistent as to why and how this affects people and what happens. Um, and I have silly gripes like, for instance, I, I have no understanding why this was set in the 80s. It didn't mm. steer into the 80s enough for me. It wasn't stylized enough. It wasn't, you know, it could have been anywhere. 
I don't know why it needed to be the eighties. Um, I I do like, in the most part, the Barbara Minerva, Kristen Wiig character. Mm-hmm. I don't understand her arc. I, I don't understand yeah. her evolution. Yeah, that's a good in, point. In, in multiple facets of that word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't understand her resolution. And it all felt lucky. Everything was kind of, oh, well, that worked out nicely then, didn't it? Um, mm. I don't, I didn't like the way that Steve Trevor was reintroduced. Yeah, that, that kind of confused me a little bit. And then I figured it out. It, it, it wasn't explained. Uh, I, it felt again, just a little bit lazy. Um, and, and again, inconsistent. Um, and I just didn't quite, it, it, it felt like it bogged the story down in a few bits. Mm. It wasn't action-packed. I mean, for a superhero movie, I, I didn't think. It, it, no. It, it kind of had the fast-paced action that you would expect. And, you know, following you know, the first Wonder Woman, which was brilliant um, and really refreshing. I, I, th- I think DC kind of really missed the trick, um, unfortunately. No. Um, and I didn't, I didn't particularly like some of the effects and some of the things they did. Mm. I mean, you know, um, the, the, I love the bit about, um, you know, I'll talk about this because it's been on the trailers. And if you haven't seen the trailers, then go watch them. Um, I loved the uh, lassoing of the lightning. I thought that's brilliant. Superb. I thought as an image, it was brilliant. I thought within the film, it made very little sense. And the swinging off the lasso, I think, was overdone. Mm. Um, and I think that the trailers is a good point because I think a lot of the bits that were the best bits I'd already seen in the trailers. So, you know, that, that visual of the, the lassoing and swinging off the lightning is brilliant, but we've seen it. And the visual of um, uh, Cheetah is brilliant, but we've seen it. Mm. And, and there's so much in the trailers that we'd seen that I felt that it was overexposed in points. Mm. I, I thought there was a really nice homage um, at one stage to Superman. I, I yeah. don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was quite nice. Uh, Christopher Reeves, Donna, Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, which, and it's still trying very much to be the light and the hope of the Snyder universe. But it's, it's difficult and it just didn't quite 
didn't just it just didn't quite click for me in a lot of ways. Has it made you more or less excited for the Snyder Cup? Um, I, I've been doing my research and I've I've watched every little <laughs> trailer that tends to come out every single week. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, it's, it's still um, still tickling my fancy. Uh, rated R, so yeah. Yes, because Batman says fuck. Yeah, quite a few times apparently. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'll watch it, but I'm not. I'm not that excited over it. Um, I, 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 I get the feeling this is going to be even more of a clusterfuck than the last one was a clusterfuck. Um, mm. But we will see. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, we've talked about it on this podcast, you know, DC has so much IP that it should be really trouncing Marvel. It really should. But, you know, I, I really thought they'd nailed it, you know, following... Um, um, fandom, fandom. Right. I, uh, I, I think you know. I thought this was the rebirth of B- DC. I thought they were going to come to the fore. Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be brilliant. Snyder Cut will nail it. Um, you know, and you've got Batman. You've got um, Shazam coming through. Um, you know, and then. They put this out. Come on, they can do better than this. Yeah, I'd agree. So, would you recommend our listeners to check out Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? Absolutely not. Save your money. Uh, watch Blood of Zeus. Go. On. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I think it's worth watching. Um, but yeah, wait till it comes on something that you already pay for i think so to bring the episode to a close we welcome back t from our wonder woman conversation um and we are going to talk about recommendations uh either something new that we haven't recommended before or something that we have recommended uh from our year gone uh that we think you should spend the last hours of this Bizarre fucking year. Checking it. <laughs> um, who would like to go first? Um, I'll go. I will recommend your recommendation, Jay. I'm. Oh, and yours, B. I think I'm going to recommend Umbrella Academy season two. Mostly because I forgot about it because it felt like it was five thousand years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was just so damn good and so damn weird and bizarre and fun um, and I guess if you watch it now you're not as far from season 3 as you would have been if you'd watched it in the summer so Umbrella Academy season 2 was just awesome and really worth watch that's a good shout yeah it's your shout yeah and and still holds up um B, 
what about you? You got a, a recommendation? Well, I am going to recommend Blood of Zeus um, because, you know, it was different um, and it was grown up, you know. Um, I think I think it was awesome. I really do. Um, and th- again, this was one of your early recommendations, Jay. Um, yeah, you know, people should watch it. Not be so shocked when they do see it. Um, it is <laughs> it is it is good. So I really want to watch it, and since uh, it was recommended, I've been trying to get around to watch it. It's just I'm really scared that you know the kids will walk in because it's such a grown up and gory and violent show. Yeah, and because they'll kind of glance at the screen and say, "Oh, it's a cartoon," and they'll probably try and sit down with me. So maybe yeah. once schools reopen, that's when I'm going to watch it. I think that's a good shout. Yeah. I think that's a good shout. Um, and schools reopening, schools being back in, um, kind of links to my my recommendation. I'm going to steal one of T's recommendations from earlier on in the year, from September. In fact, uh, whilst you're on Netflix, checking out Umbrella Academy and Blood of Zeus, uh, catch up on Cobra Kai before series three drops oh, yes first of january um the karate kid story told from the other lens uh we've talked about it it's it's brilliant how um you know everyone's the hero of their own story um and for um uh this telling um to be so beautifully different you know, Danny Russo is the villain. He's the the kid that's walked in, that's stolen this guy's girlfriend, has beaten him up, embarrassed him in front of all of his friends, and you know his life has never been the same. Um, just you know, a, an incredible telling. Uh, only half hour episodes, so you've still got time to binge them all mm. before series three drops on January the first. Um, so yeah, Cobra Kai is my recommendation. So by the time we join our listeners next week. We will have watched War for Cybertron, colon, Earthrise, and yep. um, Cobra Kai. Jeez. Big weekend. And <laughs> probably more Discovery, and God knows what else. B, are you watching Discovery, or are you waiting? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm watching Discovery. Right, I, I, I am liking it. Big week ahead. <laughs> last week ahead, last week of 2020 we're into the last couple of days so uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thank you very much for listening to us as always uh congratulations on surviving this uh ridiculous ridiculous year please continue to keep yourself safe and look after yourselves and each other for just a bit longer um and we will begin 2021 with optimism and brilliance and looking at the best in things as we get ready for another year where hopefully actually some stuff comes out and we can talk about it. Um, Thank you very much for spending 2020 with us and we will speak to you all again in 21. Bye. Adios. Nanu, nanu.